Well, uh, this morning I'll be bringing to you certain mysteries about our friend. This week we had a new friend to add to our bouquet of friends. And the name of that man was Job. That man, Job, the name Job means somebody who is hated and somebody who is persecuted. I don't know what his mother saw or what his father saw. And they just called him Job. Persecuted. Hated. He was the greatest man in the East. But he didn't understand that, and his parents also did not understand, that when they said, this boy who would grow into a man was going to be hated and persecuted, not just by human beings, but by Satan himself. He grew up to become a great man, the greatest in the East. God blessed him with a lot of wealth. 7,000 sheep, 3,000 camels, 500 yoke of oxen, 500 sheep donkeys. And the Bible said he had a very great household. Satan went to heaven and went into some negotiations with God. And God knew the integrity of Job, that no matter what happened to Job, Job would stand. That was the man who said, do he slay me yet? Will I trust him? All the persecutions and the harassments came upon Job. The man was greatly afflicted. His friends came to him to mock him, to laugh at him. You know these kind of times when you are in trouble and people see your trouble as the recipe for their next entertainment. Because they always wanted something to laugh about and they never laugh until you are in trouble. And they never cry until you are happy. When you are happy, they cry. When you are sad, they laugh. So he told his friends many things. And in Job chapter 29 and the verse number 1, moreover, Job continued his parable and said, then in the verse number 6, verse number 2, he said, Oh, that I were as in the man's past, as in the days when God preserved me. He said, don't look at my source and don't look at my affliction today. This was the way I used to be. And I prophesied to you that I will get back where I used to be. And I'll be twice anything I used to be. And I'm here to prophesy to somebody now that whatever you were in the past, after impact 2018 you are going back not just to be what you used to be but double what you used to be and if you can make that double sign receive double whatever you used to be in the name of jesus and job spoke and i like the verse number six he said in those days when i wash my steps with butter the rock poured me out rivers of oil. And you and I are familiar with the rivers of oil. We are familiar with the anointing. But this morning, I'm not going to be speaking about just the oil. I'm going to be talking about positioning the oil. Positioning the oil or positioning the anointing. Because the people of God are truly anointed. But the anointing is in a wrong position. Listen. For many people in the modern day church, the anointing is quarantined in the church, is incarcerated in the church. We have a light which is housed in the church. 
The Bible said concerning Jesus in Luke chapter 4 and the verse number 18. When he declared that the spirit of the Lord is upon me. He has anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. Sent me to heal the brokenhearted. He sent me to preach deliverance to the captives. And recovering of sight to the blind. To set at liberty them that are bruised. To preach the acceptable year of the Lord. And he was quoting from the book of Isaiah. And when he finished, the Bible said he closed up the book. And he sat in the seat. And that seat where he sat down was a stool or a chair that was in every synagogue. And they put it in that synagogue with the hope that when the Messiah comes, the Messiah will sit in the chair. So Jesus now, after talking about the anointing that was upon him, sat in the chair and said, this day is this scripture fulfilled in your sight. And as soon as he said that, the Bible said, all eyes were on him. And the people talked about stoning him. I could stay on this the whole day. Just give you a little gist of Jesus. He talked about the anointing on his life. And he sat down. That means where you sit with your anointing is very important. Where do you sit with your anointing? And I'm telling you today, something is about to break loose on the continents of the earth. God's people are coming out of darkness today. Because you know what? We are anointed, but we are not properly situated, positioned, or localized. The anointing is... Now, Jesus finished talking about the anointing on his life and he sat in the chair where do you sit with your anointing there was a day the people of Israel anointed people God said touch not my anointed do my prophets no harm but these anointed people went and sat by the rivers of Babylon and the people said sing us one of the songs of Zion they required of us one of the myths of Zion. And they said, sing unto us one of the songs of Zion. They said, how shall we sing the Lord's song in a strange land? They hung their hearts upon the willows thereof. And they wept by the rivers of Babylon. There we sat. Yea, we wept. There are many anointed people who are weeping instead of shouting. Many anointed people who are weeping instead of shouting, who are sitting by the rivers of frustration instead of rejoicing in the triumph of their God. I pray, may your anointing find its place. Job 29 6, he said, The rock poured me out, rivers of oil. But verse number 7, he spoke about situating, positioning, localizing the anointing at the right place. I went out through the gate. I went out to the gate through the city. And I prepared my seat in the street. When I received the anointing, I didn't stay in church. I took the anointing through the city and through the streets and I sat in the gate. I'm sure somebody will be saying today, why have we come to church to worship God and they are praying over governor? That is the gate. That is the gate. That is the gate. May God raise parliamentarians today. May God raise presidents in this house today. 
May God raise chiefs in this house today. Listen. He said, I went out to the gate. And the gate in those days was the place where judicial and business affairs were discussed and transacted. It was the public square and Job took his anointing and sat there. Some of you, I can tell you, tomorrow, the anointing oil that has been upon your hand and your head today, tomorrow, when you go back to the ministry of finance, it won't work. When you go to ministry of health, it will not work. When you go to ministry of education, it will not work. Because most of our anointings, as soon as they step out of the church, they are non-functional. And these are dysfunctional anointings. Every true anointing, if you take it out of the church, is supposed to work. You are the light, not of the church, but you are the light of the world. And you are the salt, not the salt of the church, but the salt of the earth. How relevant is your anointing when you move out of the church? When you come to this house, once in a while you hear the ambassador of so and so is here. The president of so and so is here. Almost every president of Ghana would love to come to action. And they come to action. And you see them here constantly. What God is saying is that this is a relevant anointing that impacts on the nations of the world. I came to announce to somebody here. You know, when I was praying, when the governor was there and I was praying, I made a statement. I said, Lord, this day, marry the ecclesiastical anointing with the civil anointing. And that because, uh, can I ask a question? He said, who are these two golden pipes who through the golden oil empty themselves into the lampstand? And he said, these are the two anointed ones. And the literal translation of the words, two anointed ones, is these are the two sons of oil. Everybody say, I am a son of oil. Come on, say, I am a son of oil. In other words, you were birthed by the oil, you operate by the oil, you function by the oil, you prosper by the oil, you profit by the oil, you increase by the oil. Come on, say, I am a son of oil. You are a son of oil. Our problem is this. The ecclesiastical anointing is in place. But we lack the civil anointing or the civil power to back the ecclesiastical anointing. So when God chose a man called Joshua, the high priest, he chose a civil governor by the name of Zerubbabel and said, Joshua, without Zerubbabel, you will be frustrated. We carry the anointings. But the politicians, the great people, those who make the laws, those who sit at the gate, are unbelievers without the anointing. Our gates are saturated with occultic people, diviners, magicians, blood suckers, ritual sacrifice people. They are the ones at the gate and we are in the church clapping our hands. May Jesus make a cane and a whip like he did in the days when he was on earth and chase us out of the church. The house of prayer is not supposed to have prayerful people that remain in the church forever. May your prayer position you at the gate. May your anointing position you at the gate. Come on, scream like your voice is yours and praise He said, 
I went out through the city to the gate. I prepared my seat in the street. The man was sitting at the gate. Why was he sitting there? Now, where we sit, for many of us, is in the church. When you take us outside the church, that is it. By tomorrow morning, I know you are the head and not the tail, above only and not beneath. But by tomorrow, somebody will determine your promotion instead of you determining somebody's promotion. Because you are under somebody. But that one is changing right now. Because you see, the people who sit at the gate, they determine your salary. And you rather receive a salary and give a testimony. From today, you are not a salary receiver. You are a salary giver. You are not the one on a payroll. But you define a payroll. You are not the one to be promoted. But you promote others. Anybody that can shout, that blessing is upon you. In the name of Jesus. Now watch this. He said, the rock poured me out rivers of oil. After the rock poured me out rivers of oil, I went out to the gate. I went out to the gate. What is your ambition in life? What is your ambition in life? To be down there forever. You cannot make impact. I heard Dr. Ampiakofi talk today about Joseph. A man who came out of the prison. And he became prime minister. And he said, all the other prime ministers were forgotten their names. But Joseph's name is still written and rehearsed. Because somebody dared to situate or position his anointing. May your oil be positioned in the right place. But you see, if you want to, I must finish this thing quickly because spiritually we have to change some things this morning. Spiritually we have to change some things this morning. And I'm very interested in the spiritual side. I have told you where the anointing is supposed to be situated or positioned. The anointing is supposed to be positioned at the gate and not in the church. Even worship, music. David took his music into the king's palace. Choir, may you find your way into the king's palace. Almost all our presidents, when they go to the regions in Ghana, they call children to come and dance. Adwa, Sankunde, and all kinds of songs. I pray that the next time you sing, a president will ask, whose daughter is that? Whose son is that? Am I talking to somebody at all? Listen, may your anointing escape from the bondage of the church. I said, may your anointing escape from the bondage of the church. Am I talking to somebody? Because you know what, people? Sometimes, church by itself can become bondage. He said, arise, shine. Your light is come. The glory of the Lord is risen upon you. And he said, darkness shall be upon the earth and gross darkness on the people. But the Lord shall come upon you and his glory shall be seen on you. And he said, the Gentiles will come to your light. What is this light? What is this anointing we carry which doesn't attract Gentiles? But look at Job. He went to the gate. And you know when you come to the gate of Ghana, the airport, when you are walking, when you are driving out of the airport, you see some people begging. Job didn't go to the gate to beg. He was not like the beggar at the gate of the temple beautiful who said, la 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 la, Allah. 
The man did not go to the gate to do sadaka, zaboda, Allah. The man went to the gate to control things. Look at Job 29 verse 25. Verse 25. I sat at the gate and I chose out their way. I sat chief. I dwelt as a king in the army. As one that comforted mourners. This scripture is very powerful in the message translation of the Bible. Do you have a message translation of the Bible? Give me that one. I was their leader. Establishing the mood. Come on, say I was their leader. Establishing the mood. I was their leader. Establishing the mood. And setting the pace by which they lived. Where I led, they followed. I was the leader establishing the mood and setting the pace by which they lived. Where I led, they followed. You have followed for far too long. It is time for you to go to the gate and lead. And today may God shoot somebody like an arrow of deliverance. I see God shooting you as an arrow. Where you go they follow. You establish the mood. I like this particular one. Setting the pace by which they lived. You determine the agenda. One day I had a friend who told me, say, Eastwood, the anointing on your life is too much for people to be falling down and getting up. He said, I have listened to you, I have watched you. I think you have more than people falling down and getting up. He woke something up in me. Because for many of us, our anointing is falling down and getting up. Fasting and praying without results. Quoting Bible verses and going nowhere. But I pray in Jesus name. Whatever position that belongs to you. And magicians have taken. And witches and wizards have taken. Because they understand the benefit of sitting at the gate. We are turning the battle to the gate. And your seed will speak to the enemy in the gate. I see you go to the gate. Now watch this. It was a rock that poured. Go back, go back to verse 6 and 7 of Job 29. I washed my steps with butter. I washed my steps with butter. That means I meditated on the word. Because that one is your job. And when you meditate on the word, the rock who is Jesus or God pours you out rivers of oil. That is God's job. But after God pours the oil on you, verse number 7, he said, I went out to the gate. That one is your responsibility. God will not take you and throw you in the gate. Until you stand elections, God will take you and throw you there. If you want to stay on the baller with your anointing fine, you want to stay in the prayer room and for 20 years, 
And they say that brother is very prayerful. You cannot Ibaye forever. I see you stopping because you, you, you know Ibaye means Kamin Abaye. Ibaye Abaye. Stop it and say Mba. I have arrived. May you arrive and stop saying Mbae. Mimba, Mimba, Mimba. 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 My Obasheje. Or is it Obasheje? Oh, I don't know. I'm not a kind of person. May you arrive. Anybody who is shouting, you are arriving. Come on, scream it like. Hey! Uh, at the gate. And you know, the problems about the believers is that. When you are a believer and you go to the gate, they say you have become worldly. You are carnal. How can a Christian say I'm a politician? How can a Christian say I'm a businessman? But at the gate, it was all about judicial affairs, business, and politics. That is what they were doing there. The world has succeeded in driving us away from the gate. And they have kept us in the church. Like in the days of Nehemiah. When Sambala, Tobiah, and Geshem the Arabian came to Nehemiah, the governor. And they said, Nehemiah, let's go and hide in the temple. Because people are looking for you to kill you. And he said, will a man such as I run from the gate and hide in the temple? He said, I will not run. Ladies and gentlemen, there are many things we fear at the gate. There are many things we are afraid of at the gate. And because of that, we have run into the church and we are hiding in the church. We are afraid of the world. But I see somebody today say that, Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. For thou art with me, your rod and your staff, they comfort me. I remember I remember a woman who fasted and prayed for three days and three nights and she said I have prayed enough I am going to the king to his throne if I perish I perish well she fasted for only three days. Where has your 40 days fasting? 21 days fast. Oh, me born dry, me born dry. Korean kebe wele, wache, kabria. When we fast and we are very tired, we start speaking the tongues. Wele, 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 wache, wache, ikaya. Your tongues. Somebody fasted three days and three nights and appeared before the king. You fasted 21 days, 40 days, and you are still sitting with beggars. Eating crumbs. Oh, lady, lift up your hand. Let the, You, first one, lift up your hand. Just receive an anointing, though you are young. Take it. Take it. Yeah, we are in a service. It's fine. Let the glory of God come upon her. Jesus. He said, I went to the gate. He said, I deliberately went to the gate. There are things the spirit of God will do for you. There are things you must take a deliberate intention to do. Listen, 
Even if God didn't send me to Bogatanga and Upper East region, I would have gone there. Do you know the amount of compassion and love Archbishop has for me? He has always asked me, Isur, why are you there? It is too risky, too dangerous. And I tell him, Papa, I want to be there. It's my choice. And that is because that decision was taken when I was 21 years old. Today I am past 58. And the decision is stronger than when I was 21 years old. It's stronger. You see, listen, may you choose a gate instead of a restaurant. Choose a gate instead of a job bar. Choose a gate instead of a cinema theater. Choose a 